Hello, Reliving the Extreme listeners. Just wanted to let you know before the show starts, when we recorded the show this week, there were some a myriad of internet and audio issues, so just before we start the show, I want to apologize in advance for the shitty audio for this episode of Reliving the Extreme. That being said, enjoy the show. This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW episode. from October 24th, 1995. Nate Maxson, your host, here with you, along with, with my you. brother Aaron. Along with my brother. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin is here as well. Hey, how are you guys doing? We are doing. It's I'm sick of I'm kind of sick of the heat, but whatever. I guess, I guess it's better than well, ice. What, what, what are you talking about? You guys send it to us, but you guys don't even. I don't think you guys even get it as bad as us. Do you? Uh, it was like it was a hundred degrees here the other day. Dude, it's been a hundred degrees here. <laughs> and you yeah, probably have to. Like, you probably have to probably, deal with. You probably have to deal with a lot more humidity than we do too, because of the the water. Yeah. Well, not recently. Not, I mean, recently because of the um, because of the uh, the fires, you know, like like our air quality is so bad down here that they're making us like go inside like every fifteen minutes for like two or three minutes just because we ain't got to stand outside. You know what I mean? And do yeah. stuff, and, and and it's so bad you can see it. Like like the, the the skies are like gray like all day long, and like from the Canadian and, like, fires. Yeah. Well, we had that here. It's it's dissipated now, but yeah, I mean, here it was like that. Oh no, we we we've had it. I mean, we we got it now. We've had it. It just ain't going away. But I'm starting to think it's the big black cloud that's like over my like my, my marriage or something. That's what I think it is. Yeah, it's like uh, with the smoke thing. It's like people are people are like telling the old people, "Hey, you got any of them COVID masks left? You might want to wear them one of them COVID masks when you go outside." <laughs> yeah, people still wear them things, dude. It's classic to me when I see them walking in um, to work, like still wearing the mask. Like I'm waiting to see Mister Wrestling Two walk in wearing the mask. <laughs> you know, like damn. I mean, that shit's bad, dude. <laughs> The COVID mask and his tidy whities Dude, who would have thought the masked superstar would have been way ahead of his time? <laughs> or the or, or the medics. Oh, dude, yeah, you're right. They were um the medics were probably the first team. I'm trying to think, was there there was a team maybe before them? Or were they the first ones to wear the masks? I the think interns? They, yeah, I think they were the first team. The medics or the interns? The medics. Are you okay. sure? I think it might have been the interns. Yeah, they were probably interns before they were medics. That's kind of how oh, the chain yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't have a tag. Team. We're not arguing about the apprentices. The understudies. The meds. <laughs> yeah, we're not arguing about them. The, the, interns, the interns have got their license now, so they are now the medics. There's the gimmick change right there. That always bugs me when somebody's like, oh, that always bugs me when somebody's like, oh, I'm going to college. Be like, what are you studying? Pre-med. It's like, well, anybody that's not a doctor is pre-med. Like, I'm pre-med. I'm pre-med. Pre <laughs> yeah, we're all pre-med. We, we've never <laughs> done it before. Yeah. I'm be no, I mean, that's like my, like my, my great-grandmom. She's pre-med, but she's pre-medicine. Like, that's how old she is. But pre-med, you're right. <laughs> We're all pre-med. <laughs> and nobody announces themselves as post-med. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? <laughs> yeah, I'm post-med. Are you a doctor? <laughs> well, you know, I'm post-med. That's, that's funny, the, the pre-med <laughs> thing. I was watching one of those Comedy Central roasts today, and uh, one of the people on the dais was Larry King. And I forget who did the joke. I think it might have been might have been Jeff Ross, but he goes, Larry King, and this is obviously when Larry King was still alive. Larry King was still alive. Aside from 2011. But he's like, Larry King is so old, the first Jewish uprising he covered, he interviewed Moses. 
<laughs> yeah. How'd that get over with that crowd of, uh, of uh, kosher eating people? So, um, no, remember, when, when, remember when, remember when Letterman used to be like, this episode is sponsored by Larry King. He kind of look like a hoot owl. He kind of look like a hoot owl. <laughs> Never Larry, seen one episode of David Letterman. Another person said, Larry King's so old, those suspenders aren't holding up his pants. They're holding up his balls. Oh, that's a Jerry Lawler. <laughs> well, before we get into the ECW show, I'd be remiss if we didn't discuss, uh, as we're recording today, actually, on the 31st of July, we have learned of the passing of Adrian Street. Um, he was 82 years old, passed away, I think, either yesterday or this morning. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I, read, I read in the article that he had just recently had brain surgery, so I don't know if he had cancer or what was going on there, but you guys oh, I'm thoughts? sure he probably had cancer. Thoughts on Adrian Street and his uh, long, illustrious career? Um, as far as, as, as the talent goes, like, who is more, and this is not, don't take this any, even in a derogatory way, who is mid-card better than Adrian Street? You know? You know? He could, he could headline, he could headline Memphis B-shows. And he could, you know, he could, he, he could, he could, um, headline for Bill Watts, you know, the only problem was he was just a smaller guy, like, you know, and mm. Lawler was the, I think Lawler was the one that took the most advantage of him, right? As far as his character, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, but I mean, Gilbert, like, Gilbert took whatever he had left. And the thing about him was he was the smaller guy, but he also had that gimmick where people would want to fight him and if they if he was in a bar and somebody legitimately wanted to fight adrian street he was gonna fuck him up dude i used to i heard stories i heard stories from uh dundee about how bad of a guy and dundee a guy is a bad dude you know i always considered dundee as a bad dude but he was telling me about how, because Adrian used to be like that, the way that he was, the way, you know, the portrayed himself. He was like that way before wrestling. So, you know, you figure when you're that old, you know, you're back then in that era and, and you're at a bar or whatever and you walk in there, and you're like, like Adrian Street, you know. Yeah, you're probably going to be a pretty tough guy. And, um, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about his like continental and all that shit you know like I, I i don't know the entire history of his career i know watching matches watching promos and shit that i like i'm not gonna be like saying i'm a historian of him or whatever but he was oh, a dude yeah. that owned his fuck he owned his fucking gimmick and he lived did it. fantastic with it and um one of my favorite things in in wrestling is like wrestling music. His fucking like um Imagine what I could do to you. Imagine what I could do to you and mighty big girl for her age and all that shit. That's like the best fucking wrestling music like novelty wrestling music out there. It's fucking great shit. Like I listen to street rap like once a week and I know all the fucking words and, and it just cracks me up. Like that dude owned his fucking gimmick and it just amazes me that he wasn't a bigger star than he was. He, he was he was actually old when you thought that he that he was a star. Like when he, when he got his big push in Continental when he, when he moved to Pensacola and then he started making uh ringware cuz he made all my ringware. Ringware. And and he made it. What's that? What's that? No, go ahead. Oh, he made he made all oh, my ring gear, and um, and uh, he made he did boots too, he did everything. So like when I went down there, and I and like literally my buddy who was my handler, he uh took me down there, and instead of me like having anything made, I just went through like his his like closet of mistakes, you know, like where he like people ordered stuff, you know, like the Caribbean print that wasn't mine, that was somebody else's mistake. 
You know, so I went through his closet and he was like, I'll just take it. Because, you know, he didn't know what to do with it. So he's going to get rid of it anyway. But yeah, man, they, that, dude, that dude was cool, man. Like, he was, a, he was really, really a cool dude. And he gave me like a whole box full of stuff. Like, when I left, I still have it. I still have his t shirts. And they're all like mediums. He gave, he gave me his like um, independent uh, intermission, like gimmick table where box and it was all a bunch of t-shirts i still have them and it's a box of uh adrian streets um like medium t-shirts like medium t-shirts <laughs> but that guy was great because yeah, like, you know he, he could work like with you know lord bring him in you know in that time period that gimmick you know that was tailor-made for the southeast you know that's what i was gonna that's what i was gonna say one of the greatest things ever is watching adrian street get plunked down in fucking Alabama, you know, like, oh, that's the perfect place for that gimmick. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a perfect place for that gimmick, and it was a perfect place for where he lived. You know, he, he probably didn't even drive two hours, like, every every day to all, all them towns and stuff. Dude, that's, that, that to me is, like, a, um, not to step aside from Asian Street, but that southeastern territory. Could you imagine if you were a worker in that time and you and you worked that territory? How easy it was. You were home every, every night. The longest drive you had was was Birmingham or something. Fuck. It's definitely not mid south. That's for sure. I, I just remember the first time I seen him, and like I said, I, I'm I'm younger than both of you guys, but like the first time I saw him wasn't on like TV. It was on video and it was because I was like 13 years old and and at a at a video connection and Grunt the wrestling movie was on the fucking shelf. I'm like, oh I want to rent that and I watched that and he's on it. And I'm like, now I'm upset. I gotta find out everything I can about him. Because he was great in that fucking movie and he had a he had a ton of heat in Florida. When when he came in Florida in like I want to say I don't know eighty three probably because it was probably when he was still working for Crockett so he was probably you know going back and forth but in Florida dude that dude had a ton of heat because you know these 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 <laughs> Florida guy what the fuck <laughs> you know what I mean it's like if how the kind of heat like Dalton can fit has, in Florida now like a spring break. What's that? What's that? I said he'd fit in in Florida now. He'd just be regular. They wouldn't even look twice at him. But that dude. Can you imagine Agent Street in Jersey, Jersey Shore? <laughs> <laughs> he'd fit but right away, man, right? That dude built a gimmick, lived it, and and I, I, there's just not enough he can say. No, I mean, there's a lot that nobody knows about him. and And I was glad that when I met him, and he he took me in like like that girl Linda. Really was like his kind of like, hey Linda, you know why don't you go grab me? And I can't do it in a whale's accent, you know why don't you go grab me that box of like you know stuff? And then she's like, eh, yes sir. And she still wore the outfit. Wore the outfit. Even at their house, that little cat suit thing. You know what I mean? Like she still wore that. Like she really was. She really was like his wife. But I have no idea how their relationships go in Wales. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Did uh, one one more question about him. the The only time that I I can say that I didn't I don't even want to, I don't want to say I didn't like him. I don't I don't I for some reason to me he never worked as a baby face. What do you think, baby. Chad? Like when the few times that they'd have him work as a baby face, it just never worked. Face it just never worked for me. Yeah, he did. He yeah, worked he face, like he always he always came back as a baby face. When he worked Florida, he came in as a heel and he would go away for and two or three months. And then he would come back again as a baby face. But then he would also be lower to the um the mid card the junior heavyweight thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to see him all the time in Knoxville when he when he worked for um, Fuller, when Fuller ran Knoxville. He was always up there, and I was always wondering, what the hell are you still doing up here? <laughs> you know? Like, how have you been up here all this time? Like, you know, 
Unless you're just driving like 16 more hours back, you know, <laughs> to where you live, Pensacola. Well, we say rest in peace, Adrian Street. Um, and uh, lost another lost another great one there. Um, well, so I, I wouldn't say great, but uh, <laughs> very good one. I do have a question from one of our listeners if you guys would like to answer a question. Well, I actually has a couple questions. All right. Is that a real question or are you making it up? No, it's a it's a real question. From Ryan Evans. Thank you for emailing us, Ryan. And if you, if you have a question, everybody, you can email us at relivingtheextreme at gmail.com. Hello, my name is Ryan. I listen to your guys' show. Really enjoy it. Y'all make me laugh each time. You were also funny covering ECW 93. So I get to a few questions. One, do you guys plan to cover an old promotion after you do another old promotion after you do ECW? Well, Ryan, I'm sure at least one of us will be dead by the time we're done covering ECW. Yeah, Yeah, Ryan, great, great, great question because I, um, I, I legitimately thought about that like a while ago. Like, what are we gonna do after this? And then I thought, wait a minute, we're not even in the fucking nineties, like six yet. You know, we, we still we still got a few more years. But afterwards, I wouldn't mind doing like a music city. <laughs> you know. Well, and I, I will say this: I do want to, and, and it's it's just a, for honestly, folks, it's just a matter of coordinating with our schedules and work schedules and stuff. But I do want to for the Patreon page. I'd love to start doing some more like territorial. You know, just veer off of ECW for the Patreon, and maybe we can just fucking critique yeah. an critique an episode of World Class when it's on its last legs, or because nothing's better than watching a dying wrestling promotion. Of course, Ozark yeah, yeah, after this, we'll just watch random shit and make fun of it. We'll become the MST of fucking shitty wrestling. Five star wrestling. Oof, <laughs> that's the best. That Savoldi thing's up now. What's that? That Savoldi thing's up. That Savoldi fucking app is ICW got a bunch of ICCW Mm -hmm. on it and everything. They got UWF on there. They got all kinds of like crappy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just crappy shit. I watched Taz and Tommy Drew. I watched Taz and Tommy Dreamer have a match in a fucking train station on that app the other day. Well, I mean, I don't know what your problem is. I, mean, I don't know what your problem is. I, I mean, want to talk to somebody about that. To to <laughs> the, I'm, 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 already going the through that I'm already going through a different kind of intervention. <laughs> but you need, you need to stay name? away from Adam, Tommy Adam. Dreamer and Taz. Is this guy's name Adam Buttstuff? Is that his name? You got it completely fucking wrong. It's Ryan Evans, and thanks for listening, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Yeah, good I appreciate fan, it, I see Ryan. Ryan. Ryan posts sometimes on the page, man. Ryan's All a right, good fan. Ryan Evans. Ryan Evans. Yes, we'll find after ECW closes. We'll find random shit to. And like I said, if you guys, you know, if once in a while we'll we can do that for the Patreon. We can do that for the Patreon, even if we're not watching it, or if we are still watching ECW, we can do Patreon shit. We'll change the name to Rewatching the Random Shit. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Rewatching the shits. <laughs> but Ryan does have another question here because he said it was hilarious listening to us watch ECW 93. What's worse, WWF 95? Or ECW ninety three, and then he follows up with "Love your show, guys. Keep up the good work." WWF ninety five or ECW ninety three? What's worse? Go ahead, Aaron. Uh, I know we're watching ECW, but I'd have to say ECW ninety three. I agree, and here's here's the only reason I say I agree is WWF ninety five is ridiculous because you have you know wrestling pirates and wrestling dentists and you know, et cetera, et cetera. However, yes, it was Jean-Pierre Lafitte, the pirate, versus Brett the Hitman Hart, but it was still Carl Ouellette versus Brett Hart, and it's still a really good match. So I I can get past the shitty gimmicks to watch the good wrestling. To watch the good wrestling. Yeah, we didn't have to watch fucking... Um, the Wolfman. 
Wolfman and fucking Johnny Hotbody versus the Super D's in a <laughs> no, four foot no. ring. <laughs> I, I don't know. Damn. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that goes. I don't, I don't think, think that, that really goes, goes without question. Uh, WWE like nineteen ninety five is. I mean, you know, you you every once in a while you still got something. You know. Mm-hmm. Some sort of an angle. Each of W ninety three, you got Sal Bolomo. You got it's, it's 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 yeah. Cabrini. It's Cabrini. It's, Cabr- it's Cabrini, baby. Yeah, dude. You Chris um, Michaels pretend to be Bullwinkle. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, see. I will never forget about Chris Michaels doing Bullwinkle. There's nights I wake up in a cold sweat. That that poor guy that sent that question in, he needs to go back and actually watch ninety three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't just listen to us. Just watch. Yeah. I mean, you, you can you can all you can always answer your own question right there. <laughs> just go back and watch it. Belomo's boots. All of it. The poor production. The super destroyer. Stevie Wonderful. I mean, the fucking the the shitty ring. The the new people. The list goes on. <laughs> The Variety Club, of course. Oh, Sandman sitting there with a with a yeah, Boogie one Boy. of them, yeah, and one of them. <laughs> Gigantic surfboard, yes, that's right. Highlight were... of EC... highlight of ECW ninety three is watching <laughs> Sandman try to ride the fucking surfboard into the ring. It's one of the funniest fucking That means ECW TV in 93 was awful. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was it wasn't good. But dude, it was it was what it was. You know? There was uh what other company, what other small independent company was even even attempt well, a lot of them were, but they were even on smaller platforms than that. Yeah. So yeah, you had Deep South, you know, Memphis was, you know, you had to be on some really bullshit. It is. You know, you had to have a satellite, one of the big dishes at your house again, you know. So it it was a limited thing. So I I have no reason I have no reason to believe why ECW didn't do the network. network. Hey, what's up, Kai? All right. Well, all right. Well, thank you, Ryan, for your question. And if anybody has any other questions for us, again, you can email us, relivingtheextreme at gmail.com. I appreciate anybody that has sent in questions as time goes on. We appreciate the interaction with our listeners. Let's us know. Yeah, you, are- can you can edit out me making fun of his name or forgetting his name. Spangali? <laughs> now we'll get into this ECW episode, ECW. October 24th, 1995. We start the show off with the public enemy coming out to the ring, the crowd doing the the wave hand thing with the public enemy to the shitty music that WWE Network has on there. Yeah, it was a pretty good editing, I guess, because that could have been how many how how that could have been any time (laughs) it came out and just started waving hands, you know. I mean, I mean, honestly, I looked at them to see if if they were beat up. Just to see if they just didn't edit in some other random when they ran in and just ran out and just got that you got that shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it was cool, man. And the crowd loved it. It was what it was. The Styles Party, man. And it's supposed to be a three-way match: the Public Enemy, the Gangsters, and Raven and Richards. The Gangsters come out and uh, start beating down the Public Enemy yeah, to start it out, enemy. and then the two teams brawl for quite some time with no Raven and no Richards. Um, and again, like I say, sometimes you get to the point where you just can't take notes because there's too much going on. Well, that's that necessarily wasn't a bad thing if you were there in the arena. If you were there live, which I was, and it's it's just like the crowds like all over the place. It's like 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 going to a big music festival, and I'm I'm talking about pound for pound here. ECW arena opposed to a music festival. And then all of a sudden you have like some band like, I don't know, just pick a band, Megadeth, playing on a side stage. You're going to say everybody just roll over one side. <laughs> and that's what they did. They just 
go, go, just go out there and brawl and, and do all that shit and just get the crowd. You know, it, it looks great for TV. That, yeah. That's probably what it was. You know, Paul probably wanted some fucking footage for TV. I mean, I don't well, like like I like I say all the time on the show too. We're watching something that happened X amount of years ago. At this time, the way that ECW was presenting their television was kind of sort of unlike anything you'd ever seen before. And I'm not I'm not trying to take away from like you know stuff that you'd seen in Memphis, um, but just it's it's different. You know, it's just it's different than the other products that were on TV. It's stri- it was striking at that time. Of course it is. I mean, I mean, I, I went to so many different states, like down south and stuff. People were like, "Man, ECW stuff, yeah, that's real, yeah, that's real." <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much as real as it's going to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then people believed and, it, man. They, they believed it. And it's also like Public Enemy and. Um, the gangsters have beaten the shit out of each other, and I've heard like Raven in shoot interviews talking about putting matches together, like talking about working with Sandman. And he's like, Working with Sandman was great because I was like, I'll go out there, and then Sandman will fall off some shit, and then will fall off some more shit, and then fall off something else, and then I'll pin him. So if it was Scotty putting together the match, well, he's like, oh, let these guys beat the shit out of each other, and then we'll just show up later and and not have anything yeah. happen to me. Like, I don't, I'm like, Raven does no bumps in this match. I know. I mean, I've known, I know, I've known uh, Raven long enough to, to believe that 100%. Yeah, he's booking that match that they're doing all that shit. But at, at the end of the match, you're somehow going to remember Raven. <laughs> and he's convincing them as he's putting it together that it's all about them. Yeah, <laughs> look how you're gonna get to look how you're gonna get to shine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kid. I mean, you're thinking, taking the big bump. You know, everybody's gonna love the ECW chant and all that. You know, yeah. I I know. I I've heard that song before. Yeah. Rocco took that. Was it Rocco that took that insane bump where he was supposed to go fucking two tables off the Eagles' nest and he only hit like. Yeah, table yeah, because yeah, I had that written down. I was, I had that written down. That's fucking ugly. That bump was fucking nasty, dude. It's hard. I, I don't understand. I mean, I don't even think I could do it. You know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not ricochet by any means. But anytime I ever did any of big spots, um, I'm, I'm pretty accurate at how to do it. I don't think there is a good way to actually execute that spot unless that stage was out another six, you know, eight feet. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can't, you're not going to jump up. <laughs> you jump I mean? You're not going to jump up and just turn around in midair and expect to go through like these two tables like they are. It, it, it doesn't work that way. But, you know, good try, I guess. Well, Raven and Richards finally do show up um, as the public enemy uh, eliminates the gangsters out of this match. Out of this match, and the the Joey essentially says, "All right, so now the thing's over between the public enemy and the gangsters." <laughs> so apparently, this is where they're trying to put the bow on that because he 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 says it definitively. You know, the public enemies eliminated the gangsters, so this is over. But um, so who's leaving here? The public en- or the gangsters elim- are eliminated by public enemy. I'm getting a little reverb back. Sorry, um, but they don't leave though, do they? Yeah, because we roll into the spot with uh, the table stacked and set on well, fire, and well, they don't they don't leave the promotion. I mean, they- oh yeah, oh okay, all right. I was just oh no no no. I was just mentioning met Joey mentioned during commentary on the match that because the public enemy eliminated the gangsters from this match, their feud is over. So I was like, okay, I guess they want to put a button on this shit because they're just like, it's over now. And we're just letting you know. That's cool, though. I mean, a lot of times you don't have to say that. You, you can always just do an angle where you start another feud. Right. But, but Joe is just like, nah, man, it's on. It's over. Thanks That's for enough. coming. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one of you teams are going back to, you know, going back. 
Somebody's going to start working the pit bulls now. If they're even still there. So now we get um, we get a spot where there are, what, three tables stacked on top of each other? Yeah, it had to have been. And this is where we get tables on fire. Rocco Rock puts Stevie Richards through the flaming tables for the pin. And Public Enemy win the tag team titles back. And this is not discrediting the talent at all, but I did notice that the fire was out before <laughs> before anything well, actually, I mean, anybody actually came in contact. It was just it was just lighter fluid fire anyway. Yeah, that that that's a joke. Yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna get you. That's not gonna get you. That's not gonna get you anywhere. You can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just know. doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't burn fast know. enough to look as effective. I guess. You yeah, that, I mean, table you have to, you have to, you have to put somebody through timber. <laughs> you know, like not through the fire itself. You know, you have to wait till you put the, you know, like we can do a campfire, and you get the fire going. <laughs> you know, that flaming table shit. It's it's such a work. Did you ever do that? No, fucking no, no chance. I'm doing that. <laughs> Although I, th- I think I may have, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, don't, yeah. I, I, I think I think I was in a match that had it, but I don't I don't know if I actually took it. You went you went with the Raven strategy, you know. You you got to be there, but you didn't have to actually take the bump. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. Hey, kid, because yeah. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure if I was involved right. in it, yeah. I'm sure if I was involved in any of that situation. That I would have just convinced somebody else to do it. You're all they're going to be talking about tomorrow, kid. Yeah, way before YouTube. You're going you're gonna to be a web TV star. <laughs> well, up next, like I said, Public Enemy win the titles in this matchup. And then after that, and we get Joey Styles doing an interview with Stevie Richards, who is discussing his next match coming up with Johnny Grunge this Saturday at the ECW Arena. Where if grunge beats, or the loser has to wear a dress of it. Stupid. And then Johnny, Johnny Grunge cuts a stupid promo, and he essentially he essentially like <laughs> I don't even I didn't write, I didn't write down the words he uses, but the way he goes through the promo, he's pretty much just insinuating that he's going to put Stevie Richards in the dress and then rape him. <laughs> Because he's like, I'm going to treat you the way I treated that dude in the jail when I last time I was in jail. And uh, I was like, oh, so Johnny Grunge is going to rape Stevie Richards. Come to the ECW arena this Saturday, everyone. I, I literally just wrote, so Grunge is gay. Yeah. I mean, he's talking about raping talking about guys rape. and everything. <laughs> yeah. send, send me to jail, me to jail as long as, as you want. want. I, don't I don't think I'm going to have sex with a guy. <laughs> That's okay, buddy. <laughs> you know. But this this whole thing is long and annoying. It's it's essentially a segment of they, <laughs> they go kind of like oh, being raped by Johnny Grunge. It's long and annoying. It's yes. Long and annoying. Yes. Yeah, it went on way too long. It went on way too long. And I even did, you know, Jesus. The um why would anybody it, in ECW arena want to see Johnny Grunge wear a dress? And like how humiliating how humiliating would that be anyway? You know what I mean? For Johnny Grunge. Big deal. So what? You got paid to do it. That that humiliation go went out with Adrian Street. <laughs> the Eggs. two women fucking building like that angle. Like that. You know what I'm saying? What'd you say, Aaron? I just said, like, the two women that are in the ECW arena probably look like Johnny Grunge in a fucking dress. So it's nothing I've never seen. They weren't women. <laughs> Admire you. But yeah, we get this long, drawn-out thing where we go back and forth. There's promos from Stevie, promos from Johnny, and then Jason gets involved and wants to, like, where he wants to wear the dress if Stevie loses instead. This is all really stupid. The only good thing about it is this is, you know, we start getting Joey Styles getting the hives with Jason around. Joey Styles starts doing the scratching, which I always thought was a fun gimmick. But other than that, this is long and drawn out and stupid. Yep, agreed. Totally. Yep. 
Yep. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for your insight. Um, now this we get. Jeff Armstrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now we get a uh, two cold. We're getting a, a a wrap up of what's been going on between Two Cold Scorpio and Rocco Rock, which I don't think we've seen any of this on the TV show. No, nah, they're recapping it for us anyway. Um, they show Rocco wrestling Two Cold in Chicago. And Rocco pins Too Cold. And then Too Cold confronts the public enemy in the locker room this Saturday for the title. It's going to be Rocco Rock and Too Cold Scorpio. So I guess my only really question about this, Chad, is in Chicago at this time, where would ECW have been running? What building uh, do you know? Uh, the same place they always run. That um, uh, Not the UIW Pavilion. The, the, the amphitheater place. Okay. That um, it's like twenty five hundred seats or like three thousand seats. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I never, I, I didn't work out there. I, I didn't go out to Chicago for that shit because there's only like one date, uh, and Paul wasn't paying for flights, so I wasn't going out there. But yeah, they were running that like not the pavilion. It was like the amphitheater place or no, or the or the opium. Like it's a, even a smaller place kind of thing out there you know that that that's more of a 2000 seat arena right but i mean didn't joey styles announce where they were running that no it just he he narrated what was in the match but uh, the only reason i knew it was in chicago is because the little uh the sorry the cryoman underneath said chicago illinois and then last saturday or whatever so he never oh, actually well, even said chicago yeah, that could have been just a fucking work anyway. It could have been, you know, I mean, Middletown, New York. <laughs> yeah, was gonna, that's what I was just about to say. They might have been in Middletown. Yeah, it fruit, could have been. It could have, around that the could have been anywhere. <laughs> well, now we get Sandman to the ring for a match with Mikey Whipwreck. But Steve Austin comes down. And this is, um, there's a lot going on here, but it's fun. Fun stuff. Steve Austin comes down and cuts a good Steve Austin promo on Sandman and Mikey. Essentially, the gist is you guys both suck. I'm a superstar. ECW sucks, but I'm going to win the title from the winner of this match. Um, and then Sandman Kane's Austin. They they break out in a fight. The locker room empties to break them up. And then a random fight starts between the Sandman and Conan. And here's Conan. <laughs> And all of this is even before the match starts. So there was no match, was there? Oh no, they have a match. There's also a match after this entire this entire drama that they got going on here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to, to me, it was a big, a big like I, I wrote it down as a big brawl. I didn't really know there was a match. Well, to, I just thought to, it was a big brawl, which I, I, I didn't mind, and I'm sure the people in the crowd didn't mind either. In your defense, they didn't show much of the actual match, so as you're watching it, you may not have even caught that they ever rung the bell. But um, well, they, the um, what I'll say is a good um, psychology aspect of it is is. Is Sandman's feud with Mikey and Sam and, and Mikey's trying to win the championship and Sandman's saying, Oh, Mikey can't beat me, Mikey can't beat me. And obviously Mikey doesn't beat him tonight, but Sandman um um after the match is upset because Mikey got a lot of advantage on him. So Sandman's character is able to say, Well, the reason even even though I won the reason it took me so long to beat Mikey is because I just got into two fights before the match even started. I kind of, I kind of looked at it a little differently. I kind of looked at it was, it was an endorsement for Mikey, you know? I mean, Sam and oh, I'm a fighter. I'll fight anybody or whatever. But dude, this little donkey just put him through, a, you know, like a war. And I thought it was a Sam man's endorsement on Mikey, but maybe you're right. I don't know. You know, I only work there. But you, you could be right. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, after the match, like, Sandman's pissed because it took him so long to beat him. And um, I'll say the fucking MVP of the night was fucking Jim Molyneux. Like, he took, a, he took like, two 
three stiff ladder shots. <laughs> ladder shots fucking match. Not like when the match ended, fucking Sandman well, hit him like two times with that fucking ladder. That was pretty stiff. <clears throat> I mean, if you're going, I mean, you know, the ring announcer, or the, I mean, the referee is he's double tough in ECW. You really got to bounce them, man. You just can't hit them. You, you can't, you know, just back them into the buckle and they just crumble like you're you know, made out of house of cards or anything. You know, like WWE people. These are ECW guys. They're they're at Dunkin' Donuts at seven thirty in the morning. They're like, Jack Doan's a pussy. Pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah, like Aaron alluded to, the uh, Steve Austin winds up bringing a ladder to the ring as Sandman and Mikey are having their match. So then the ladder comes in play, into play as a weapon. And this is to set up, obviously, that this Saturday at the ECW Arena, it's going to be the Sandman and Mikey in a ladder match. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I don't know if I was there. I'm looking forward to this. Fucking, I'm looking forward to this fucking match because this is the match coming up. Um, not to spoil anything, it's a great match. I think this is the match. I think this is the match where Steve climbs the ladder before the match and cuts the promo where he's like, "I was never allowed to climb a ladder like this in WCW." There's a fucking great promo coming up. When we get to this fucking match, yeah, like I Nate, I don't, I don't you know, really. The amount of time that Steve was there, then you know that he cut a million promos, and they were all after that, you know, match. So yeah, there's probably a ton of great promos that we'll never even see. Well, that, probably. The, the promo I'm talking about happens during the fucking match, and 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 Nate, I don't tell you to like isolate, I like. Um, isolate a lot of fucking um, sound for this show, but this is one that you gotta find it because Steve is about to cut one of the greatest fucking promos in the history of wrestling on this next fucking episode we're gonna watch. It's gonna be fucking great. Well, wow, I'm we glad will, you loved it. We will, uh, <laughs> we will have that. We will have that audio for <laughs> you by request. Premiere on the next episode of the show. I can definitely do Thanks. that. Um, I'm well, like hurt. I said, like I said, now we're set up for that ladder match. Sandman and Mikey coming up at the ECW arena. Sandman cuts a promo. And then we get Joey Styles interviewing JT Smith, who is uh, obviously now saying Tyson acting Italian. What a goof. What I don't goof. know what he fucking said. I don't. He either. just made noises. He just made. He just made noises out of his mouth hole. Like when it I was watched JT this, I was like, when I watched this, I was like, "Could you imagine if they would have thought, hey, let's make JT Smith and Two Cold Scorpio a tag team? <laughs> who's worse? JT, who's worse on the mic? Yeah, hey, just for the promos. JT Smith, Two Cold Scorpio, or Ahmed Johnson? Who's worse on the mic? Well, I don't know, but you their their group could be the Probably nation of an abomination. <laughs> nation of uh, uh, uh abolition, abortion nation, the nation of lack of tillation. That's quite yeah, what it the, is. The, the nation of it's, lack. It's of, the nation of the kids that don't acknowledge. The nation of the lack of iteration. Yes. Either way, yeah, education. And lack of education. The nation yes. of lack of education. Yeah, there you go. There you are. All right. Oh, so yeah, now I'm at Johnson. So now we run, we we are ending the show with I think this is the first official pulp fiction. They've done a couple little things. Oh, I put, it is. It is. That's where I woke up and <laughs> they did they did a couple of my nap, but I'm like, this is this is the a first in my in in my knowledge. This is the first um, actual Pulp Fiction where they're using the music and doing the thing. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know where we ran prior to this show airing, but I was at, um, I, 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 it wasn't Montgomeryville. It was in another like rodeo arena. 
that Paul had everybody hang everybody out after the show, hang out after the show, and watch the um, watch the, and um, watch the like watch the, the like the new show, like the new show, much like when we had the new what? open. And he did the same. I think it was at that stupid, like that little round hotel in Philadelphia. Like Paul had like a little room where we all went in there and watched the new opening. And he did he did all that. All he he filmed all the Paul Fiction stuff. And then basically he pretty much did it, edited it all in the in the room. Like you know, did it all right there. But yeah, I was there for that shit. I, and I never heard the Paul Fiction music. I had no idea. It was always like, all right, Bubba, cut, or whoever it was, Dreamer, cut, you know, a promo. I'm just going to snip it up and put it to music. Nobody saw that coming, you know what I mean? Yeah. Until it aired on TV. You're like, what the hell is this Pulp Fiction? Do you think, do you think, do you think Dick Dale ever got paid for that? Was he even alive then? Do you think Dick Dale's (laughs) estate ever got paid for that? No, they got dicked. Well, this was the um, I'm, I'm not saying he did or didn't. That I, I don't know, but this was the beginning of what? when they started doing the David Geffen stuff, right? Yeah, it's not too far. Yeah, off. it's not too far. Off. If not, this is the beginning. Not, so this maybe is the beginning. So maybe you know, like right, right after the show, they would have like whatever producer or you know production shit or whatever music you know provided by. So I'm yeah, just gonna who I'm gonna at that point. I'm gonna run through this really quick and uh then when we're when I'm done running through this we can right, comment on any comments comment we have. This pulp fiction included a promo from the Dudleys, the Steiners, the, Dudleys, the Eliminators, the Steiners, the Eliminators, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer, McGillicuddy, Bubba Dudley, uh McFoley on Terry Funk returning to ECW. Then we get Terry Funk, Joey Styles talking about Beulah's box. We get Fonzie. That we was get cool, Todd though, Gordon. right? Yeah. We get Steve Austin, Sandman and Woman, Mikey, Conan Mikey. and Rey Mysterio. Conan and Rey. Here's all the ECW stars, and then it rounds out with Funk, uh, with, with the Funk. Flaming Branding Iron, flaming branding iron. Cactus Jack spitting oh. as he's talking about T- Dory Sr. and Dory Jr. and all of Terry's family. We get a Raven promo. Yeah. And then Tommy Dreamer ends the show by being dramatic and emo. But I don't know if you guys have any specific notes on any of those specific promos. Um, just and put, um, um, I really liked um, Terry's shit on it. Like, when I say Terry's shit, like, I don't mean like shit. Like, I mean like it was like he got that flaming branding iron so close to his fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know he, it was a, I know he knew how to gimmick it. You know what I mean? But it looked like he was kissing a fucking flaming branding iron. Yeah, it was so fucking cool. Yeah, it's 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 a fantastic visual. Um, visual. No. I really like, and I joked. I said Lemonhead, but I really enjoyed Cactus's part enjoyed two. Cactus's you know, part two. You know, because shitting on shitting on. The funk family. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I don't want to say it, like he's shitting on the, the funk family or whatever. <coughs> the funk family? You, yeah, Cactus shit on the funk family in the in the Pulp Fiction thing. But you know Terry was probably like, oh man, lean Yeah, in. give it to my dad to, to spit and talk, talk shit about my, my pop. Dad. That's dude, how you do business. Right there, dude. You yeah, don't mean what more exactly. do you need? Exactly. How you do business. Then, like, like I, I said, seriously. At the, at the end of the whole thing, if, if, if I if I was if if I was in a program with, with right. a guy right now that I knew I could do good business with, I would allow him to bring up like my marriage kind of thing. I would, I would allow him to do that if I knew we were going to do money. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, fuck it. it. Everybody knows what's going on, so it, just bring it up. I don't give a shit. Exactly. I mean, yeah, hey, good, good stuff. And Cactus was willing to. Cactus was willing to bring up Kane Dewey. You know, everything's off limits when you're trying to get heat. Do it. Use it. Um, and then, like I said, I at the agree, end yeah. of the at the end of the Pulp Fiction thing, here we get Tommy Dreamer put upon Tommy as Aaron has coined the gimmick. Yeah, put upon Tommy. Tommy Dreamer is ending the the Pulp Fiction of the show. 
with his dramatic what the fuck ever. As a kid, as a kid, I thought Tommy was awesome, but forty year old me is like Tommy's an asshole. <laughs> he's, he's trash. He's the he's the fucking heel in this situation. I kind of never liked him. Like never did. I, I never, never got it. I never got it. Maybe it's me. Well, that's but a wrap. A kid, oh, that's a wrap. Oh, I'm just saying, as a kid, I was like, oh, Tommy Dreamer's awesome. But the older I've gotten, it's like, man, if you look at the story back in fucking summer camp, oh, this chick's fat. I don't want anything to do with her. And then she shows up and she's she's wrestling pretty. It's like, oh, I'm just going to drop her on her head. It's like, you were an asshole, dude. And she's pregnant. Yeah. Then I'm going to knock her up and I'm just going to fucking hit her with a street sign. It's like, you're it was a probably dick, Bill Alfonso's baby anyway. <laughs> like, nobody really knows. It wasn't born with any teeth, so it probably was. I'm not even sure it was born. I'm not even sure it was born. Well, we're going to put a wrap on this edition of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, abortion to a touchy subject? Can't no, it's a, it's not that. I'm I'm annoyed with whatever's going on with the internet connection on this show. So I'm I'm like ah ah ah. I want to end this. But overall, oh, but overall, this episode of ECW was good. And like you said at the beginning, Chad, from the from the minute it started to the minute it ended, something was going on. And you know the shit with Stevie Richards and Johnny Grunge was stupid. But other than that, I mean, again. There's always something going on. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. And it's 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 a fun show to watch. Dollar C. Dollar C. It's not great, but it's not boring. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like it drug. Yep. I agree. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll have another. This episode will go up. Uh, probably tomorrow we'll, we're going to do another episode to catch up since because of me we didn't get to do an episode last week so we'll have our episode on friday as well but aaron chad oh, hey, thank you for on, joining man. me I, oh, I, sure. I have a show to do tomorrow i don't know i don't i don't know what the guy's name is sorry but uh i'll make sure to put us over all right sounds good aaron chad thank you for joining me listeners thank joining you for me. joining us again just to wrap it up you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. Shoot us an email, reliving the extreme at gmail.com. We appreciate when we get questions from the listeners. Thank you, Ryan, for sending that question this week. And we will talk to you later in the week when we're doing October 31st, 1995. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Ryan. Everybody.